On a day, much like any other, you find yourself stuck in traffic. The cars have come to a standstill, but you are restless. The air is hot and humid, a sickly warm summer day that only drains your tired body more after hours and hours of slogging through school. Then suddenly, you hear screams and the sounds of windows cracking. You hear shrieks of people farther up the street and finally, you see something shift in your view. A man has broken the front window of a woman's car and is pulling her out of her seat. The man is beginning to devour the woman, his skin a sickening green tinge, his eyes bloodshot. Your eyes widen and your pulse begins to quicken. The people around you in other cars have begun to panic and you see people, no, monsters running down from up ahead, smashing into car windows, pulling people out and feasting upon them. You panic, your car is stuck, and in a knee-jerk reaction, you open your car door and run. There are dozens, maybe even hundreds of them, swarming the streets, lashing out with their sharp nails and biting with their unhinged, foaming jaws. You run, and behind you, you hear sirens ringing, people screaming for their lives, and the thunder of inhuman footsteps. You think you are safe by the time you turn into an alley, but instead, you find more of those things. They're rotten, decaying, and hungry. They see you, and they quickly scramble forwards towards you. Before you can react, one of them grabs you, then another, then a tooth and a nail, then dozens and dozens of more of these monsters cut into your flesh, and the horde swallows and consumes you. The zombies have begun their destruction of humanity. Welcome to Humanity's Monsters, a podcast about the monsters humanity creates through legends and media, as well as what those monsters' lore reflects about our society. I'm Christopher Nino, a writer, a lover of fictional worlds and creatures, and someone fascinated with understanding the dark side of storytelling. On today's episode, I'll be diving into the legendary, flesh-eating, rotting lore of zombies. The zombie has been a monster of countless movies, shows, and stories. While the way they rise from the dead varies from voodoo magic to fungal diseases, almost all zombies are mindless, relentless walking corpses that join their horde in destroying civilization. When you imagine the modern zombie, what most likely comes to your mind is a shambling, decaying dead body, wandering mindlessly in search of human flesh. Zombies are undead creatures that are often gory and cannibalistic, with blood and intestines ripping out of them, and often spread their zombieism by biting other people. Zombies' traits often include being instinctual hunters that either move in slow, relentless strides or in quick, savage sprints, depending on the media. Often they are difficult to kill, as most wounds do not affect them, except for destroying their head in some stories. Zombies are usually not the most intellectual monsters. However, their real reckoning force comes from their numbers. Their hordes are able to swarm and infect populations at a terrifying rate, spreading across a society like a tumorous growth. In blockbusters like World War Z and in video games like The Last of Us, popular culture has framed these monsters as products of a terrifying pandemic that transforms hosts into instinct-based hunters of the living. And while this does reflect something quite interesting about the modern era, the zombies' origins lie somewhere less epidemiological and somewhere much more mystical. The legend of the dead rising has its roots in African culture, and as a tale spread, 
among slaves brought to the New World. According to the Atlantic article by Mike Mariana, the zombie archetype, as it appeared in Haiti and mirrored the inhumanity that existed there from 1625 to around 1800, was a projection of the African slaves' relentless misery and subjugation. Only until after the reign of France and the Caribbean would the monster be added to the voodoo mythos. At that point in lore, zombies became corpses that rose in the command of dark sorcerers called Bakor, who used their voodoo mystics to control their minions. Here, zombies are stiff, robotic, and have unwavering mindless obedience to their masters. Something very different from the modern shambling ghoul, but equally as terrifying. In a time when slavery was fresh in the minds of many, the Haitian zombie myth was a haunting reminder of losing control of oneself and being forced to work your body in ways past death. Then, zombies were introduced into popular American culture through a controversial book called Magic Island, which documented Haitian culture and folklore, albeit from a skewed sensational perspective. In the end, the monster that author W.B. Seabrook would note to be called a zombie would find its way into the big screen, rising from the grave to hop on the success of recent monster movies such as The Mummy, Dracula, and more through its own film, White Zombie, in 1932. In the original Haitian idea of the zombie, the monster reflected the lack of freedom and oppressive dominion slave owners had forced on their workers. It reflected the harsh and often disturbing reality of humans being treated like nothing but mindless cogs in a machine, forced to do another's bidding. But when the voodoo zombie was introduced to American audiences, it became a more racially charged reflection of how the West feared the primitive quote-unquote culture and what they saw as unnatural Haitian beliefs. They exaggerated folklore into movies like The White Zombie. The film was the first to feature zombies as its antagonist, but it wouldn't be until 1968 when the modern zombie progenitor would be released. George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. In Romero's film, it was one of the first of many zombie stories to feature zombies not as machine-like minions, but as slow-moving, violent beasts, seeking to devour the living. It was also one that repurposed zombies not just as sorcerer's minions, but as beasts that represented the growing fears, tensions, and changes of the modern world. In Night of the Living Dead, rather than having a few controlled zombies by sorcerers, a town is terrorized by hordes of these monsters in apocalyptic fashion, unlike past films. The film is more violent, its zombies are more savage, obeying only a primal desire to feed, losing all personality and identity they once had as humans, yet not being controlled by a greater power. In Romero's time, zombies were also used to critique meaningless consumerism, especially seen in the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Living Dead. This film takes place almost entirely in a shopping mall, and the mindless wandering zombies within the structure represent our own human selves, buying and selling and dragging ourselves through consumer society without any thought. From then on, the zombie would only continue to evolve in significant ways. In the 1990s, several Japanese horror games like Resident Evil and The House of the Dead featured savage running zombies, quick a sharp contrast to Romero's steady but slow archetype. Over time, it branched out into different types, each spurning from a different science fiction-centric cause of the outbreak, such as bioweapons, disease, or radiation. In the modern era, the zombie is a staple creature of pop culture, seen in countless movies, 
video games, books, and reference and everything in between. The Walking Dead, World War Z, Train to Busan, Plants vs Zombies, 28 Days Later, iZombie, all these different things. While the zombie has its roots in horror and history, it is spread into every genre and facet of culture. What is it about the zombie that makes it so universally understood? A monster that can be adapted to so many different genres and mediums, yet still spark fear. I think the zombie's prevalence throughout fiction stems from that ad adaptability, and how the fear it is based on is a foundational part of modern society. In almost every depiction of the zombie there is, whether it be robotic voodoo servant or the animalistic killer ghoul, the zombie always seems to be based on humanity's fear of losing control of ourselves and the destruction of our identity. The dark lore of the voodoo zombie is direct in how it represents the loss of control. A master, like a slave master, or the bakor, commands their legions of willless slaves, a clear reflection of the fears of slavery and the harsh dehumanization African slaves were put under. From then on throughout history, even when the Bakor or some sort of puppet master wasn't involved, the zombie evolved. It changed to reflect the situation of those who told its tale. Romero's Dawn of the Living Dead criticized consumerism at the point when shopping malls were at the center of every American social life. In zombie films of the Cold War, the dead are reanimated by radiation. This reflects the tensions of the arms race and the public's fears of nuclear fallout. And in stories where the zombie virus sweeps the world by storm or the fungal diseases destroys humanity, it's all about pandemics ripping nations apart and decimating human minds. There we see the fear of disease that has grown exponentially in our era of mass transportation, rapidly evolving drug-resistant bacteria, and on-demand hysteria from news headlines about Ebola or coronavirus or whatever disease is plaguing the world at the moment. The rotting figure of the zombie offers us a twisted funhouse mirror version of humanity. The decaying flesh, whether it be by pathogen or voodoo, is an adaptable trait that is able to show what fears keep humanity awake at night in each era. Each era exhibited a different thing that humanity worries will consume and destroy their identity. However, as fascinating as it is to see this common theme of fearing the lack of control being tied with the zombie, Strangely, modern zombie fiction tales have evolved into stories of freedom instead, depicting the destruction of society by the zombie outbreak as almost an adventure, a positive. As horrifying as it is to be devoured by a zombie, the zombie is often pushed aside as a backdrop feature of a different narrative, in which humans are freed from the mundane life and allowed to be unleashed as survivors and hunters in the post-apocalyptic world. In many zombie stories, it isn't the zombies themselves that are the most feared, but it is the panic, the chaos, and especially the humans who take advantage, who rise in the apocalypse. The cults that rise, the bloodthirsty marauders who attack settlements, and the people who revel in decimating the undead despite them being once human beings. Perhaps one way to look at the things that zombies say about society is that even if we fear the thought of losing our will, whether it be from other cultures or from diseases or from consumerism, 
The idea of society collapsing has become a strange fantasy rather than a nightmare to some people in the world. People daydream about what they would do if the world ended and was overrun by hordes of ghouls, and they foam at the idea arising from the ashes of society to be free to establish their own identity and place in the world. Perhaps the modern human has already become its own form of a zombie, drowning away in bureaucracy, laws and legislations, and the monotonous cycle of contemporary life. Despite the controversial and racially charged origins of the creature, it has somehow become a symbol of this morbid fantasy. If the world ends and if swaths of humanity are transformed into zombies, losing all ounce of their soul, of their identity, there will be those who will be truly freed to accept their primal side, thriving as society crumbles. Perhaps humans are the monsters in this story, itching to be released. Thank you for listening to Humanities Monsters. The Humanities Monsters podcast is an original series researched, written, recorded, and published by me, Christopher Nino, a high school junior. It was made as part of the Chino Hills High School Podcasting Club, a student-run organization of student podcasters. We all work on different podcasts and uh, just want to get our voices out about our different passions and our different ideas, our different stories. If you want to help support us, check out our Instagram at CHHS Podcasting, or you could visit our website, and there will be links to both in the description. We have a variety of podcasts. We have ones on politics, ones on gaming, ones on anime. It's a lot of different projects that uh, we've been really passionate about and have decided to share out with the world. So I hope you decide to go check it out. And with that, uh, we have reached the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed this look at the zombie and its lore, its history. It's very fascinating. There's a lot you can explore about it. Uh, This was just a little slice of what it has to offer and I hope you learned a bit. I have many more ghoulish, terrifying, and horrifying creatures, monsters, and cryptids to discuss in the future. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check back. Uh, I'll be posting new episodes very soon. Other than that, thank you once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Until then, this has been Humanities Monsters.